0: So tonight, we are going to dig into a book called Proverbs. Proverbs was written by a guy named Solomon, who is really, really old at this point. He was on the earth like 3,000 years ago. Solomon was a king in Israel, and Solomon was wise. He was wise beyond his years. In fact, the Bible says he was the wisest man that ever lived, and there's a reason that he was wise. You see, when Solomon was young... God came to him in a dream and he said, Solomon, you're now king over all of Israel, over all of my people. You are the king and I'm going to give you anything that you could want as king. You can have anything. You just name it and I'm going to give it to you. Now, that would kind of be a cool conversation with God, wouldn't it? Like, just let's take a little side journey here. Like, if you and God were sitting down having a conversation, and he just said, hey, Zach, anything you want, buddy. Like, anything that Zach wants, Zach gets in this exact moment. Wouldn't that be awesome for God to do that with you, to sit down? So he does this with Solomon. And Solomon, he could have asked for lots and lots of money. That's definitely like probably on your list, right? God says, "Hey, you can have anything." Money might might fall on your list somewhere. Solomon could have said, "Man, I just want women." He he could have said, "I just want women as far as the eye can see," but Solomon doesn't say that. He he could have said, "I want I want some food. I heard some people talking as we were hugging earlier, and you should have seen the look in their eye. It was almost like, I I felt like as Kenny was talking about these biscuits that we were talking about earlier, that that Kenny was like almost salivating. And and like, had God been there right there in that moment, Kenny would have said, biscuits. Yeah, the the biscuits, the chicken biscuits, Kenny, I got you. Uh, Like, there are all kinds of things that we could answer that question if God says to you, hey, what would you want if I could give it to you right now? And Solomon answers that question. He says, give me wisdom. He said, wisdom. So Solomon, what does Solomon ask for? Half of you know. What did Solomon ask for? Wisdom. wisdom. And God said absolutely I will give you wisdom. And he gave it to him. And the Bible tells us that he gave Solomon wisdom. And Solomon was the wisest man to ever walk the earth. And so Solomon goes on and he's the king of Israel and does all these great things. But one of the legacies we get from Solomon is he wrote three books in the Bible. He wrote Song of Songs, which if you haven't read that, which you may not have, but it's interesting. Go read it. You'll wonder why that's in the Bible, and someday you'll understand it, but it's fun. Uh, Number two, he wrote Proverbs. And and so the tradition goes that Solomon wrote Song of Songs when he's a young man. He writes Proverbs once he's kind of grown up and he's gotten this wisdom from God. And then the last one is Ecclesiastes. And that's kind of like the summation of his life, what he learned. And so tonight, we're going to look at some Of the book of Proverbs, because what Solomon says to us and what we can identify in the book of Proverbs from his wisdom will help us as we get to those future hopes and dreams. It will help us make wise choices so that. When, when we get to that future, we actually get those hopes and dreams that we might have right now. So we're going to start in Proverbs chapter 1, and we're going to go all over the place. So if you want to follow along in your Bible, absolutely do that. We're going to be in Proverbs, but we're flipping around, just so you know. So Proverbs chapter 1 is going to come up on the screen right now. So... In Proverbs chapter 1, Solomon's talking about wisdom, and he describes wisdom as this woman kind of out in the streets calling. It says, Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. So you can imagine this picture of wisdom here calling out, saying, Hey, everyone, look, pay attention. And here's what she says. She says, She says, How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? You see, in in the book of Proverbs, Solomon describes four distinct types of people, and we're going to look at these people tonight. He describes the simple, the mocker, and the fool. The simple, the fool, and the mocker. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Now, to help you guys get acquainted with the simple, the fool, and the mocker, I have some friends who are going to come to help me. You guys can come on up. So, the simple, the fool, and the mocker. So, uh, our, our friend Kylie is the simple. Hi, guys. Our friend Jake, the fool. Hello. And Cutter is the mocker. Hello. All right, so here we go. So, I'm going to ask them a series of questions. Listen to their answers, because their answers are going to let you in a little bit on who they are and kind of some of the things that define them as the simple, the fool, and the mocker. You may have heard some of this before, but we'll start nice and easy for you guys, okay? So, should you brush your teeth daily? I mean, I really don't think it would make a difference. Like, I think my teeth are fine right now. Um, I know this is probably going to hurt me down the road, but I don't really care, so I'm not going to do it. Ha! Huh. you actually brush your teeth? All right, so that was pretty simple, right? Hopefully all of you are brushing your teeth. Your neighbor hopes all of you are brushing your teeth right now. All right, so we'll ratchet it up just a little bit. We're, we're going to make the, the questions lean in just a little bit more. So someone is offering you weed. Should you take it? I mean, like, why not? If they say it's good, they're probably right. I mean, I know it's probably not right, but one or two times won't hurt, so let me get it. Of course. Why wouldn't I? Yes. You're a joke for even asking. Yeah, thanks, Cutter. Yeah. <laughs> so perhaps you've heard some of this before, right? Alright, question question number three. You happen to hear something you shouldn't have about what a friend did last weekend. Should you tell other people about this thing? I mean, my friends probably want to hear it, so I'm just doing them a favor, and I bet they'll keep it quiet. I mean, I know it's probably going to hurt this person, but I just can't keep my mouth shut. I got to tell everybody. Of course. I'm going to tell everyone I can. Nice. Good job, guys. All right. Last one. Last one. All right. So, should you wake up early tomorrow and spend time with Jesus? I don't really think I need to. Like, I already go to church. I'm pretty tired, and I got a pretty big week ahead of me, so maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day. Huh. Jesus You mean you actually spend time reading a bunch of fairy tales and talking to yourself? The simple, the fool, and the mocker. Give them a hand for helping out here. Thank you, guys. So, the simple, the fool, and the mocker. Now, all of them, you may have noticed, all of them have terrible answers. Like, none of those answers was it like, yeah, that's exactly what you should do, because... All of them lack wisdom. All three, the simple, the fool, and the mocker all lack wisdom. And so Solomon he says to us, "Hey, you need to recognize the signs of the simple, the fool, and the mocker because it's very possible that at times in your life, maybe right now, you are going to be one of these three people. You are going to be the simple, the fool, or the mocker, and you need to be able to recognize that so that in your life you can choose wisdom as opposed to folly, so that you can make the wise choice and you can live into those future hopes and dreams that you have. You see, the simple, we'll start here with the simple. Uh, The simple is actually not a terrible place to be, because the simple actually is all about inexperience the simple or the naive the reason this person lacks wisdom is not because of a lack of knowledge it's because of a lack of experience you see the simple hasn't lived enough life to have gained the experiences that we get from wisdom you see when we have experiences in life when you touch something that's hot one time what don't you do the second time? Touch it. That's called wisdom. That wisdom was gained from experience. And so the simple, the simple lack experience. Now, here's what I know about most of the people in this room. This is mostly y'all's category. Congratulations. You are the simple. And you're not the simple because there's something wrong with you or, or there, there's something that you lack or that God hasn't given to you. You're simple because you've yet to experience certain things in life. Here, here's what Solomon says uh, in Proverbs chapter 7. He says, At the window of my house, this, I looked down through the lattice. I saw among the simple... I noticed among the young men a youth who had no sense. And then he kind of goes on a little bit. That's, that's verses 6 and 7. But verse 10 says, Then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute, with crafty intent. I, lo- I love this word right here. Crafty intent. Okay, we can kind of tell from what's going on here, like something no good is about to go down. And that's what Solomon says. He says, hey, look, this guy's simple. He has no sense. Like, we can all look out from the window above and see, hey, this is a trap. Something bad is going to happen. But he can't see it. Here's what Solomon goes on to say at the end of chapter 7. He says, many are the victims she has brought down. Her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is a highway. To the grave, leading down to the chambers of death. And you see, the issue with the simple is not that they're dumb, it's that they don't have the experience to know hey, in this situation, hey, if I go sleep with this woman, at some point I have a future hope and dream. Many of you in this room, you may have a future hope and dream that way down the line, you're going to get married and you're going to have that special person and they are so awesome and and you're going to have love. And you have this hope and dream that, man, that's going to be awesome. But you may lack the experience to realize that if you sleep with 10 people before you get there, one day you'll sit with that person who you love and who you cherish And you're going to have to tell them about those 10 people. You're going to have to tell them about the experiences that you have. Because when you were simple, you didn't heed wisdom's call into your life. And that's what this question is about. This question, what is the wise thing to do? For the simple, the wise thing to do means that you're going to have to glean from someone else's experience. It it means that you're going to have to have time to build up experiences on your own. And if you're willing to ask that question now, it's going to save you a lot of heartache later. I encourage you to ask your group leaders this week about that. And about some of the things that they wish they, they knew when they were your age, they wish. They know them now. They wish they knew some of those things when they were your age. And what happens for, for those of us when we are simple, it's we are living in the moment. We are living in the moment right here and right now. And we're simply making choices based on what I feel for the moment, That's what the simple do. And so because you lack experience, you don't realize when you go to college and credit card companies are going to offer you a credit card and they're going to say, you can spend up to $3,000 on this. Wouldn't it be nice just to go have a $3,000 spending spree? Like, I bet you could all think of $3,000 worth of stuff to go buy within a two-hour period, couldn't you? You could do that. The credit card companies, they're going to say, hey, I'll give you $3,000. What they're not going to tell you is, hey, I'm also going to charge you a ton of interest for this, and you're going to be paying on this card well into your life. And you see, you lack the experience to know what it feels like when you can't pay your rent. You lack the experience to know what it feels like when you can't go buy something to eat, and you have that rumble in your stomach. That's that's the life of the simple. The simple, and as you could tell from Kylie, it wasn't necessarily that there was some malicious intent with the simple, was there? It was a lack of experience. And what wisdom has to offer all of us is that experience. You see, Solomon speaks to us from having gone through and gained experience in life, having gained experience with God. And wisdom asks the question of other people. Hey, if you were me, what would you do? That's a great question for you to learn to ask the people around you. Not not your peers, because guess what your peers lack as well? Experience. Your peers lack that same experience. But that's a great question for you to ask your, your teachers, your parents, your group leaders, those people that have a little bit more experience, to be able to ask them, hey, if you were me, what would you do? If you were me, what would you do in this situation right here, right now? And so the simple, they lack experience. They lack experience. Uh, Here's kind of the the big point for this. Don't trade what you want most for what you want in the moment. And that is a tension that you guys face in your life every single day. Don't trade what you want most so those future hopes and those dreams for what you want right now in the moment. I know he says he loves you. I know that 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 thing looks really tempting and really great. But don't trade what you want most so out there for what you want in the moment. I believe the, the great uh, philosopher, Taylor Swift, said it something like this. Because when you're 15, somebody tells you they love you, you're going to believe them. Right? It's true. It's true. When you're 15, someone tells you they love you, you're going to believe them. And what Solomon speaks to you from the book of Proverbs is, hey, you might not have enough experience to realize they're lying. Okay? Learn from those who have wisdom, and you will have wisdom. Listen to the experience of those who have gone before you, and you get the greatest gift. You see, right now, you guys are young. You have energy, you have excitement, you have the whole world ahead of you. Do you know what? Do you know what? Your older people in your life, they wish that they could be young like you again and have that. Because they now have all these experiences. And some of those experiences they wish they didn't have. But you guys have an awesome opportunity You get to be young and not have to have those experiences. So learn from those who've gone before you. All right, so that's the simple. The fool. The fool is an interesting case because the fool is not like the simple. The fool is the person who they've had some experiences and they know better, but they go ahead and make the poor choice anyway. The, the fool is that person that that in our little skit up here, we yeah I guess I'll go ahead and do that. Not even not even a thought of like oh uh, maybe that's wrong. It's the person who knows it's wrong, and they're gonna go ahead and do it anyway. Now, it's very possible some of us in this room are the fool. That that I think we're all pretty solid on knowing you probably shouldn't do drugs, right? I I think we all know that. Like, like you don't have to have 25 years of life experience to figure that out. But it's there, and it tempts us. And the fool just plays ignorant. The fool says, hey, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. It's my life. It's my body. I can do it anyway. And and here, I love what Solomon says about about the fool. He says this in Proverbs. He says, as a dog returns to its vomit, so fools repeat their folly. So fools repeat their folly. This is gross, isn't it? Like, have you ever seen your dog or like your neighbor's dog return back to its vomit? You know what it's talking about? Like licking up its own vomit. Like, I, so I have to share this with you. I am repulsed by vomit. You may be as well. But even at the smell of vomit, I worked at a summer camp. And uh, one night, we had had uh, beef, beef-a-roni that night. And uh, I had a kid. He was on this top bunk. And uh, I wake up that night to hearing this sound of, uh, and I'm like, what is going on here? And uh, I get over to his bed, and I'm like, Hey, buddy, what's going on? And and he's like, I don't feel so good. And I'm like, all right, so let's get down. So he starts getting down. He climbs down. He turns around and gets in the bathrooms, like right there. And so I'm trying to get him to the toilet because I'm thinking he's going projectile here. Uh, And he literally steps onto the tile of the bathroom, and he projectile vomited all across the bathroom. Beefaroni had not digested in the least bit. So it really was beefaroni. And here's what Solomon is saying. He's saying, Imagine that beefaroni. The fool is the person who goes back and licks that up. That's who the fool is. That's what Solomon is saying. He's saying, when you make those choices again and again and again and again, you know they're wrong. You've been grounded for them. Your teachers are fed up with it. When you make that choice again and again and again, it's like you are a dog returning to that beefaroni. It's terrible. And you think, hey, it only affects me. But but here's the issue with that line of thinking for the fool is that it does not only affect you. Your choices have impact on others. Here's, here's what else Solomon says in Proverbs. Um, he says, walk with the wise and become wise. Right? We just talked about that. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Now, you could read this and think, oh, a companion of fools. That's like a bunch of fools hanging out together, right? Could be. But guess what every fool has on this earth? Parents. Now, let me ask you. Most of you, your parents, like, don't just say, hey, I'm totally out of here. You make an unwise choice, and your parents hang there with you. And they try and kind of help you through that. They try and help you get some experience. You have some friends. And maybe you're a fool and you keep making the same bad choices. And they're right there with you. You ever been with someone and, and you didn't really do anything wrong. But they did something wrong. But you still got in trouble. Yes. You know that feeling. That's because the companion of fools suffers harm. And if you have people in your life that you care about, you will affect them by your poor choices. And so, you have to, you have to be able to get to that point where you say, in light of my past experiences. Now, this is where the past experiences come in play for the fool, because the fool has had them. And you may have these things in your life where you have these temptations and you know, man, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't go to that party because in my past experiences, I hurt someone else. In light of your past experiences and your current circumstances and your future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? That person in your class who you guys have developed that little cheating ring. And it's like, hey, this works really good. You're a lot smarter than I am. I seem to have grades going on the escalation. I've never gotten an A in English before. My parents are so happy. Do you know what's going to happen next year when that person's not in your class? You will fail and you will now be two grades behind. And so what happens, stay with me, stay with me, we make these decisions only thinking about the right now, not realizing what kind of harm that's going to do down the road. All right, third person, the mocker, the mocker, oh, the mocker, the mocker is like the fool on steroids. The mocker not only knows that it's a bad choice to make, but the mocker will try and convince you to make the bad choice. I think most of us have had this friend. They're, they can be kind of condescending at times, maybe. Maybe the know-it-all. They, they can be that person that says, nothing's going to happen. And of course, something always happens. Something always Happens. Here's here's what Solomon has to say about the mocker in uh, in Proverbs chapter nine. He says, whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. You've probably experienced that, haven't you? Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Do not rebuke mockers, or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise, and they will love you. The mocker will try and get you to on purpose do something that's not wise. The mocker is that person who's going to say, hey, you know, I know that all these people say this, but you really want to do this. The mocker is that person when, when you say right now, I, I'm, I'm going to be willing to make a wager that some of you in this room, things have already flashed through your mind tonight that you're like, I'm not very wise in this area. That you've got something that you're like, man, this is probably what God's trying to tell me. I need to change in my life. And you're gonna leave here tonight. And tomorrow you're gonna go to school and you're gonna try and do something differently than you've done it in the past. The mocker is the person who will stand in your way of doing that. And if you try and argue with them, they will hurl those insults at you, They will hurl those insults to keep you from making the wise choice because the mocker only cares about themselves in the moment. And so uh, there, there are some cures for some of these people. Let's, let's put these cures up. The simple, the cure for the simple is time because with time you gain experience. And that experience gives you wisdom. You can also, through time, consult with the wise, and you will become wise. So for the simple, which is probably most of us in this room, time is your friend in this case. Seek the wise and become wise. The fool, unfortunately, the cure for the fool is tragedy. You learn that drinking and driving is terrible when you hit someone and your whole life changes. You see, there's no get-out-of-jail-free card for some of these. There's no, oh, just because you love God, like all the circumstances are going to just work themselves out. And you will find yourself, if you were the fool... Experiencing tragedy in your life and in the lives of others. The mocker. There's no cure. Later in Proverbs, Solomon would say about the mocker, he would say, drive them out of your life. Because they are so stubborn, they will never come to be able to give you wisdom. The mocker is serious. Now, we sit on this side of Jesus. You see, Solomon was way before Jesus. And we understand that there's grace from Jesus to us. But what Solomon is telling us is that you have got to be willing to understand who you are and where you are. Are you the simple? Where in your life do you see yourself making some mistakes, and it's just because you lack some experience? So there's someone that you can go and talk to about that. So there's someone you could go and say, "Hey, if you were me, what would you do? Where in your life are you the fool? You're just on purpose making poor decisions. Maybe you need to go talk to someone, maybe you're a group leader about that. Where in your life are you the mocker? You can change this, but it's difficult. Where in your life are you the mocker? Here's here's what Solomon would say. Let's go back to Proverbs chapter one. It says, out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Here's the key for all of these. Repent at my rebuke. Then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teaching. That word repent literally means to turn. And here's what wisdom says. Wisdom says, hey, you're going this way in the direction of the simple, the fool or the mocker. Literally, turn. Turn from this way and turn towards me. And wisdom says, then I'll pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. But, next verse, but since you refuse to listen when I call and no one pays attention when I stretch out my hand, since you disregard all my advice and do not accept my rebuke, I in turn will laugh when disaster strikes you. I will mock when calamity overtakes you. When calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble overwhelm you, Then they will call to me, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but will not find me, since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord. You ever been in that moment where you know you made a bad decision? And some of that bad decision's already come to roost, and you're like, what do I do now? You will be in that moment, and you will be unable to gain wisdom in that moment. Next verse. Since they would not accept my advice and spurn my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways. You see, there's this principle that God has put into the world of sowing and reaping. And those are words that you may have heard. You reap what you sow. But because we don't live in an agricultural society, you may not understand what that means. You see, sowing is about scattering seed. So the farmer takes seed, and he throws it out. He sows it, and he puts it out there. And then the crop grows, and he reaps it in, and he reaps the harvest. And so whatever seed the farmer puts out, he'll eventually sow back in. He'll be able to get what he's put out. And what he's saying here is they eat the fruit of their ways. The fool, the mocker, the simple you will reap what you sow. And if what you sow is a lack of wisdom, you will reap that back in. He said, And you'll be filled with the fruit of their schemes, for the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But, and this is the promise for you guys, but, whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease Without fear of harm. Now, we talked about three people the simple, the fool, and the mocker. But remember, I told you Solomon talks about four people, right? Four people. Who is the fourth person? The wise. That's right. Fourth person is the wise. And the wise, they listen to counsel, they gain, they they reap from what other people have sown. And you and I have that opportunity. And you may be here tonight, and you may be thinking, gosh, there's something in my life, and you're like, man, I just have this weight on this. And and I don't know what to do about it. And and I just have this sense of, oh, like, that would have been helpful information like three months ago. Like, couldn't we have had this series three months ago? Here's what I want you to know. In Jesus... You have the opportunity to overcome all of those choices and decisions that you have made. I love what the Apostle Paul says in the Book of Romans, chapter eight, and he says, "And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose." For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be confirmed to the likeness of his Son, that he may be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? What's the answer to that? No one. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus who died. More than that, Who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? What's the answer to that? No one and no thing. No choice, no decision that you make that lacks wisdom will separate you from who Jesus is and what he's done for you. You can live in the grace and the hope and the peace of that. But that won't always change the circumstances that you create through your choices. You see, Jesus will always love you and always offer his grace to you. Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. That's you. You are more than conquerors. You have the power within you through the Holy Spirit to come over and conquer through Jesus Christ any of those choices that you've made. He says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor death Nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so, as we think about this question, the best question ever. In light of my past experiences, my current circumstances, my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise choice to make? We can ask that question knowing that Jesus stands right there with you through the thick and thin of it. You are going to make bad decisions. That's guaranteed. But you have the option. You have the option to choose Jesus to walk with you. You have the option of adults and people who have gone before you who love you. Will you seek wise counsel? Will you ask this question, what is the wise thing to do? Will you let the Holy Spirit guide you on your journey? That's a question that only you can answer. Your parents can't answer that. Your siblings can't answer that. Your group leaders can't answer that. Will you allow Jesus and the Holy Spirit to guide you on this journey? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for his love. Thank you for the fact that in him we are more than conquerors. Any mistake I've made from from a lack of wisdom from being the simple, from being the fool, from being the mocker. Jesus, you overcame that on the cross. And I know that nothing can separate me from your love. And so, Father, as we are in this series and we are asking the the best question ever, in light of my past circumstances, in light of my past experiences, my current circumstances, and my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise choice to make? I ask that you would send your Holy Spirit on these students. That your supernatural power would inhabit their everyday waking, going to bed, breathing, eating, interacting with people in their lives. And that when they are faced with the fool in their life, when they are faced with that mocker in their life, that they would have the power to be a conqueror in your name. Father, for those of us in this room that our hearts are heavy because because honestly we can identify where we're the simple right now, where we're the fool or the mocker right now, ask that we would know your grace in this moment. We would know your love for us, even when we make those poor choices, your love that wraps us up. Father, we pour out our lives and our hearts to you tonight. We ask for your wisdom and your counsel as we look to make the wise choice. In your name we pray. Amen.